Welcome to the Fat Snacks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ezoic, which is a ad platform that I use to significantly increase my ad revenue on my niche sites via ad split testing and header bidding. If you are disappointed with your AdSense revenue, check out Ezoic today. So today I want to talk about whether you've been a victim of the self-fulfillment marketing scam. And I'm going to explain what that is. It's a virus online, not virus in the concrete sense, more in the metaphorical sense, that annoys me. I don't I think virus is overstating it, I guess a little bit hyperbole here, but I do want to make the point that I think people need to watch out for this because it can be very misleading in the long run. It costs you money, hurts your growth. It's definitely impacted me and it, it particularly impacts, I think, people getting started out as online publishers. So I'm going to explain all that and what I'm talking about. So at the end of the day, I really have nothing against people teaching people how to blog, how to start a blog, how to grow a niche site, how to do SEO. I've got, I, I don't have a problem. How could I have a problem with that? I, I saw courses on the very same topic, so I'd be a total hypocrite if I said the whole the whole industry is terrible. I but what I do have a problem with is the people who only have the one website where they talk about how to do all this stuff, and then they teach according to what they do for the very same site on which they teach this stuff. Okay, and the big reason I have a problem with it, it's not because they don't know what they're doing with that particular site. In fact, they're often very skilled marketers and they're very good at a lot of what they do. But my big problem is this, is it's a very different type of website than most niche sites. It really is, okay? So like for instance, a big, a big chunk of advice that these people will often say is AdSense or display ads is the worst way you could you could monetize your site. Well, you know what? For a site where you're teaching people how to blog and how to start a blog and how to grow a niche website, absolutely, display ads is not very good. I know from I know firsthand, display ads don't do well on fast stacks. I, I can it's far more lucrative doing affiliate promotions and selling my courses and and uh, sponsored posts and so forth. Okay. But for a niche site, let's say on knitting or crochet or tennis, like display ads are often the only option. Now, you could do some affiliate marketing, but generally speaking, the lion's share of your revenue is going to be via display ads. So here's my problem, right? Somebody who's into knitting and they're like, hmm, I think it'd be a lot of fun to write about this. I could write about what I'm needing, patterns I've developed, how to do certain things, and and create this really cool online resource. And they do it, and they start getting lots of traffic, and and then they start getting interested in turning this into a, a business. And then they go on and they read about how to how to start a blog or how to do SEO for a niche site, and they follow these sites that are talking about all this stuff because they do rank well. They've got all all the time in the world to make these sites really, really successful. And then they read and then they, they read on there. It says, well, don't use display ads because it's, it's the lowest revenue you could do. And you're much better off doing, you know, selling courses or starting a membership site or something like that. And in some cases that is good advice, but it isn't for a lot of new sites. So then this person f- goes down some rabbit hole when probably the best thing they could do is just apply to AdSense or some other ad network, get approved and put on ads and make way more money. And it'd be a lot less of a headache too. Okay. So, you know, other examples would be if you, if you publish a news site or a tech gadget site or 
myriads of niches are much better off with this plans. And I'm not saying that there are lots of niches that, that can't sell courses, that can't do affiliate marketing. Of course there are. Or even start membership sites. Of course there are. There are a lot of niches that serve that, but there are way more niches where pretty much the only way to monetize is with, with display ads. And I've tried a lot of different methods on a lot of different sites. Okay, so that's my beef with it, right? Is is the is the advice that these sites give, these self-fulfillment marketing outfits, the advice that they give is based on the only thing they know, which is how to make money from a website that talks about how to make money online. And and that's my big problem. Okay. So and they're slick, right? These are really good sites because they got all the time in the world. They're only publishing one site. They, they make them slick. The email funnels are slick. The, the graphics are amazing. The whole thing is a really slick operation. But the thing is, they're a one-trick pony. They only know how to do one thing, and that is to talk about how to blog based on growing that blog on how to blog. And it's it can be misleading. Now, there's some good information here, okay? I think if you approach these, you've been a veteran around the block a few times, uh, I, I, I won't pay these people a nickel for anything, but I will pay attention to how they set up their funnels because it's undeniable that they're very good at marketing. From you know, from a marketing perspective, I, I don't I don't care for the message. I don't care for their lack of street credibility at all. But I I can't deny the fact that they know how to do a lot of the technical aspects of of marketing. Now let's take let's take a, a concrete example here. Okay, the SEO blog. All right, I got a big problem with a lot of these blogs, but I think a lot of them are great. And let's let's look at the distinction because this is a great example. Okay, let's let's look at the uh, SEO guy or person or agency that ranks and works for clients, right? They've got 20 clients and they're in the trenches and they're ranking their sites and they're doing a good job and they're growing their agency and the clients love them and they're getting great results, okay? And then they start a blog. Maybe the blog is attached to their agency website. Maybe it's separate. doesn't really matter. And they start talking about what's working and what they're doing. And, you know, obviously they're not going to, you know, reveal their client URLs. I hope not anyway. But um, but they can talk about it based on experience. You can even get screenshots. You just have to scrub out the, the identifying information. This type of SEO blog, in my view, is totally legit. And, in fact, they're probably worth paying attention to because they have a lot of good data and they're in the trenches and they're doing it. And they, they have firsthand experience. Usually to get to that stage, if you have 20, 30, 40 clients, you've been doing it a while. Obviously, these clients are happy. They're paying the retainer every month. They keep, you know, and, and this SEO agency is growing. And they know what's going on and they can talk about SEO with firsthand experience and expertise. Okay. Let's talk about the SEO who owns a bunch of niche sites separate from the SEO blog. Matt Diggity is an example, right? This this guy's a SEO phenom. I'll I'll read every word this guy talks about. I don't pursue every tip that he suggests, but when it comes to ranking niche sites, he's undeniably very very good, far better than I am at it. And so he's in the trenches. He's ranking sites. He doesn't reveal the sites. He, I don't know how many sites he has, but the data he has and has collected from owning a whole bunch of different niche sites, these are separate from his SEO blog. They're separate from his SEO business blog. These are just run-of-the-mill niche sites, totally unrelated, and he ranks them. And 
he knows what works because he's actually doing it. He's actually doing it in the niche. So when he says, you know, this works for particular niches, I pay attention. Okay. Now here's where I got a problem. All right. This is the SEO blogger whose only site is the SEO blog on which they teach SEO and all the information that they talk about SEO is based on them ranking the same SEO blog. All right, this is what you have to watch out for, and I'll tell you why. Because ranking an SEO blog and what goes into that can be very, very different than what goes into ranking a niche site. The models are completely different. And I'm not saying there's some crossover, and I'm not saying that there's some good ideas there that may be applicable, but it's the big picture approach to it, okay? So for instance, right, some SEO blogs go on and on and on about how you 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 know you, you focus 10% on the content and 90% on promotion and outreach and link building and all that. You know what? That works for an SEO blog. You, th- there is only so much content you can put out in the SEO topic arena, okay? There's only so many keywords. There's not that many. And the industry, while it's fairly large, it's it's small compared to a lot of niche sites that has uh, millions and millions of potential visitors and customers, the SEO is a much smaller industry. So the whole thing is smaller. So what that means is is that it's a lot harder to rank for because there are a lot of people in the SEO business who also run blogs. It's a natural fit, of course, and it's in- incredibly lucrative if you do rank number one. And, of course, all the agencies are, are, are vying for the same positions, top positions for the same keywords. So now you've got SEO blogger whose only site is their SEO blog and all their data, all the information that they get is based on how they rank that SEO blog. When I read that, I just completely disregard it because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't apply to my niche sites. I'm not going to spend 10% of my time in a niche website, um, you know, where I have potentially hundreds of thousands of keywords to go after. I have a huge audience, but I'm going to publish one article in in a month and spend the rest of the month promoting it when that article has maybe 700 uh, search volume per month and is not all that lucrative, but it's still a great article for my audience. And it's a, it's a good half decent keyword that I could probably rank for without much effort in the long run. And that article will make a lot of money. Instead, what I do is I publish a lot of content, go for a lot of low competition keywords and create a online asset or resource for the niche audience, which is a lot of content. Okay. Totally different model. But these SEO bloggers who just have one website have no idea about this and they don't talk about this okay now there are exceptions right like within every niche there's some very competitive keywords right and you can go after them if you like and in that case you probably got to bring your a game and you're probably going to put multiple days or maybe even a few weeks of promotion behind that to rank for that one big keyword because that's what it takes but if you're doing a lot of low competition keywords you're wasting your time if you're going to spend two weeks promoting it it's just not necessary so that's my big beef with that and i and and my takeaway here is is you really need to be discerning about the information that you read because and and the first thing i look at is I'll, I'll read the about page and I'll see what you know whether these people actually are in the trenches or not. I think people that work for clients are totally totally in the trenches. They're doing the work. I'll follow them. I'll listen to them because they've got good data. Anybody who doesn't show that they have any website beyond the one website they're talking about, all this stuff, completely disregard. They, they've got nothing to say to me. And, and I think you've got to be very discerning about what, what they say and be very careful because... 
they are talking from a, a very uh, sort of narrow focus based on experience from one website. And that one website is a very different beast from most other websites. So I want, uh, you need to be very careful. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to list any names here. Uh, and the reason for that is that I, I, that's not necessary. The point is is to be discerning and what to look out for. Okay, now there are a lot of people in the space who who have blogs that talk about how to blog, how to launch niche sites, how to how to do all this stuff, and how to do SEO. Who have a lot of other niche sites and who are in the trenches and who have the experience and have this, who 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 are gathering real data all the time. There there are a lot of them out there, and they're great, and I think they're a real asset. To, to the entire community, and I think they're great for people getting started because they provide a lot of information, and I read them. I read them all the time. I buy their courses, and I think that they are super helpful and offer a lot more than they don't. So it's not that the entire industry is bad. It's really paying attention to what to look for, okay? So to spot, I don't want to use the word fraud, but to, to spot somebody who I think you need to really look at with eyes wide open here is is look and see read their about page do they have only the one website or, or do they do a bunch of client work or are they in the trenches with other niche sites all right and, it, and if it doesn't say ask them especially before you buy a course right or if they publish these these monster income reports right it's like last month i made one hundred forty-five thousand bucks. i got no problem with income reports i publish them i do them for a very specific reason and i don't i don't do them for all my sites i do them for a handful of sites the same sites i do it month in month out to show how niche sites can work i don't talk about the income from fat stocks it's irrelevant and but yet these sites will do oh, made one hundred forty-five thousand dollars on the same site that actually tells you how how to grow a blog that makes no sense to me i don't know why they do that okay what i do is i email them i say okay that's great i love their income report congrats super is that all from this website that the income report is on or do you have uh, other online businesses that uh is contributing to that income report and if so how much does it contribute and sometimes they get back to me sometimes they don't but i think it's a worthwhile thing to do because it I just think it's an important distinction, and I do make that distinction on on my income reports and my sites. And uh, let's let's go through a couple of FAQ here, okay? So, what what if what if you're digging in? Because you know the reason you want to investigate these particular bloggers, uh, and because you really, you know, if you're going to buy their courses and you're going to follow them and you're going to maybe join a forum or a Facebook group, you're you're going to invest in what they're offering you, and. And so it's going to be time, it's going to be money, and so you should really know what, what it is that their experience is, okay? And what, what they actually know and what they do. So what if you, what if you found one and they, they had sold, let's say, a completely different niche site uh, six months ago and they sold it for $500,000, uh, which is a sizable sale, it's a sizable site. Would they be a somebody to worth uh, listening to a follower? I think so. Yes, I would. I would. I'm, I'm impressed by that. They obviously know what they're doing with niche sites. They built it up. They sold it. It's a f- full exit plan. Awesome. Yeah. You know what? They actually they actually know something. They have something they can tell me. Uh, how about this other issue? And I've seen this from some blogs. Is is they lump their income reports will include, let's say, income from uh, another site or two, and then they include the income from the site in which they're telling you how they make all their money. Okay, so what what happens if the 
unrelated niche sites contribute like one percent of the overall revenue. Right? Like, like they make a hundred grand a month, but six hundred dollars is from the other website, and then ninety nine thousand four hundred dollars is from. That's kind of a joke, right? Like, you know, if if they're making four hundred bucks or six hundred bucks a month from the one niche site that they talk about, you know that. It, they don't really know what they're doing, right? They're getting started. That's great. You know, it's a good start, but like seriously, okay. But what if it's like twenty thousand bucks a month from a niche site? Yeah, they just happen to make a hundred thousand from the site that they're telling how to do it. Actually, they're definitely worth paying for. Anybody who's making twenty thousand bucks a month from uh, another niche site, uh, that's no mean feat. That, that's a big success. They know what they're doing. They happen to leverage that knowledge and make it into a very lucrative business. I got no problem with that. I have no problem at all. In fact. I do it too, right? But the fact is, is they actually got the street cred. They know what they're doing, and then they they run this other business of which they talk about. So it makes a big difference. Now, what what if some so here's a here's actually a pretty clever model. Uh, and what if they actually partner? That they're they're the marketer. They got this blog, and they tell you how to do it, how to do email marketing, and all that stuff. They never do any of this stuff in other industries. All they know how to do is market this stuff. But what if they partner with somebody who owns a big niche site or a couple of big niche sites or, or a, a totally unrelated business? Is that legitimate? I actually think it is legitimate. I think it's actually very smart of these marketers who do this because, uh, you know, as long as the information that they're providing is based on what, uh, you know, an actual viable external business and it's good information and it's accurate information, I got no problem with that, whether they did it or not. They're, they partnered with somebody who is providing the information. It's totally good. I'm, I'd, be, I'd be happy buying that course, frankly, and or consulting them or whatever it is, as long as I'm getting the information from the person who actually achieved this and it's not getting filtered through or I'm talking to somebody who doesn't have a clue. All right, so these are things you want to look out for. Um, just because it's really easy, especially when you're starting out, to get sucked into people and getting getting misled with bad information because it's happened to me. It, it's cost me a lot of money because for years I refused to use display ads, even though I was in niches where display ads probably would have performed very, very well because I had a lot of traffic. But I focus on the affiliate angle, which can be very, very good, but it's not always the best. And I think it's really important that you actually test different different ways to monetize your sites in different niches because it's you just never know. And and a lot of these outfits will talk about how, you know, the, start a membership site. It's not easy starting a membership site. Now, a, a successful membership site can be an amazing business. Okay, I've never done it myself, but I, I suspect that you know it can be very, very good if you can retain your members and grow a membership. But this is not an easy thing to do. And if you're starting out, that is, you know, you... I don't want to say that you shouldn't do it, but I'm just saying it's not easy. It's a lot harder than it looks for. And and, and it's probably a lot easier to do in in, in a, a B2B or a business-oriented niche where, you know, you're talking and teaching people how to do all this stuff than it is in some, you know, B2C or, like, consumer-oriented niche site such as, you know, a, a knitting site. Now, I think you probably could actually build a membership site in knitting, um, but it's, it's it would take a lot of really good content. I mean, you got to sell premium content, and that's going to take some time to do. Um, but, you know, and you're not going to be able to charge all that much. It's a, it's a big volume play. And I think, you know, if you're getting started out in the knitting niche, monetizing with display ads is a very good start and you can grow from there. Watch out 
pay attention to what you're reading. Be discerning. Dig a little bit. Peel peel the layers back. Find out find out information about what people are you know what their experience is. Do they really know what they're talking about? If you're going to follow their information and the advice that they give, it's really important. It could save you a lot of time and money in the long run. Thanks for listening.